Sports Kita Wrestling's top story of the day. Get in the chat and let us know what you think. Triple H is still in charge of WWE NXT, but the internet told me something else. We'll get into all of it direct from a source. You see him right there on screen, and it isn't Triple H. Plus, we have news about day one, WWE's day one uh, New Year's Day pay-per-view coming up, which will feature Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns in the main event. Why is this big match on this show and not a big pay-per-view? And what is WWE trying to make out of this new show that they're doing on New Year's Day? Plus, could Nick Khan, the much-talked-about Nick Khan, not Tony Khan, no, Nick Khan, the executive that many people say has been behind some massive changes with WWE in the last two years, could he be the person to take Vince McMahon's chairman of the board role when Vince McMahon is no longer the head of the WWE? We're going to get into all of it on today's top story of the day. Share that link or you stink. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out, watch out, watch out. We have to do a new we're, sound we're, here. Uh, we're, uh, we're improving in production quality. We got a bigger budget. <laughs> so, you know, I decided budget. to add in a new intro there. Budget, What's up, everybody? Budget. How are you guys doing if you're with us live for the first time? If you live if you're with us live for the 100th time, uh, hammer the like button. The more you guys like the show, you can hit it more than once, by the way, uh, especially if you're on Facebook. Uh, you can, It really helps us get the algorithms. We want to prove to people that us doing the show five days a week means something. Uh, and if you can't watch it uh, live, watch it on demand whenever you want on YouTube, on Facebook. Make sure those notifications are on so you know when our new stuff drops. And uh, check out all the things we're doing on our podcast feed as well. So if you can't watch the, sh- the video version of the show, we have a audio version of the show. Uh, Vince Russo covering my- last night's Money at Raw, which was a very, very eventful episode of Money at Raw. I would say, uh, dare I say, one of the best episodes of Money at Raw I've seen in a long, long time. <laughs> like It was a very, very good show. I watched more than half of it live and then just caught up on the rest of it today. And I thought this was, I, it was hard for me to turn off Money at Raw last night. I'm not saying it, it was, was a good great show. show, but it, it felt like, oh, I'm going to miss something. I'm going to miss it something. Good. A little long it in the middle. Entertaining. A little yeah. long in the middle, but a lot of good spots on Monday last. Yeah, night. I definitely felt like when I when I left it, I was like, oh, okay, I, I can check I can check up on this later. Like they're doing some stuff that's less interesting to me. But I mean, they opened with a cage match, which was very eventful, a very good cage match, by the way. Mm-hmm. And they did some really cool stuff with AJ and almost they're, that's going somewhere. I thought mm. the RK Bro tournament with them being like broadcasters. Stay right, Kevin. Bronament. Right. Bronament. Bronament. I thought that was entertaining. Bronament. And uh, we nearly got a new uh, women's champion and a kid went viral online just for her pure fandom reaction of it. So it was Move over, special. Ms. Girl. Yeah, we have a new... We have a new... We have a new meme dream of a fan online here with Liv Morgan nearly winning the women's championship last night. So good stuff for WWE. When it's a good day, let's just focus on that. And then, uh, yeah, like Eric says in the chat here... Uh, uh, that main event at day one might be uh, switching it up. We might be adding another uh, another plate at the dinner table, huh? Yeah, Bobby Lashley could be in the mix here. And, of course, some people saying, not what Chris Featherstone and uh, Vince Russo said. They bashed it. Uh, well, Ricky Ricky Castillo said, well, here's the thing. R- I think Vince is going to bash a lot of things before he says anything nice about it. He's a Bro. hard critic to please. That's, you know? that's his gimmick, dude. That is, his gimmick is to bash everything. Bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, we, we can tell you that. You know what I mean? Like, that that's his He's deal. not going to get out of character just because Bro. you want him to. <laughs> 
bro. bro. Uh, but let's jump into this leadoff story here. Uh, WWE NXT will be a very eventful episode coming off this past Sunday's War Games, which many people think could be the send-off for Johnny Gargano. Now, Johnny Gargano did hit the mic after the big main event War Games match he was in and uh, said that he would say everything he needed to say tonight on WWE NXT. It's worth noting for you guys watching this live or catching on demand we're streaming you before nxt air so we don't exactly know what's going to happen um but fightful reporting over the weekend uh saturday into sunday that the working idea right now is that both gargano and kyle o'reilly who's also expected to have his deal come up here any day now are on their way out of the company but are we getting a big swerve are we getting something else you know uh, it's worth noting that report said they're operating on the sense that they're not going to be in nxt that's another thing we've learned in the last 24 hours. Uh, so is there something else in the works here? We'll find out more. And everyone's saying all these different things that happened with NXT recently with them focusing on new names, becoming more developmental, changing the whole look of the show, that that had nothing to do with the man who made NXT the brand that it is for WWE, Triple H. Triple H has been on the shelf uh, with a very serious heart issue for the past few months. And we've been hearing more and more in the past weeks or so uh, that he is working his way back into the system here. Now, Shawn Michaels, who's also a part of his team with Road Dog Jesse James and several other prominent WWE creative writers, have are still a, a part of that NXT production. But a lot of people think, oh, well, since they did these big changes, it's just a Bruce Pritchard show, it's just a Vince McMahon show, other people you know that run Raw and SmackDown now running this third brand on Tuesday nights for USA Network. That is not the case. Shawn Michaels kind of clarifying this here. What's the story, fellas? Yeah, man, that's right. Uh, so Shawn Michaels today, he had an interview uh, with uh, Scott Fishman of TV Insider, and they were talking about what's going on with the new version of NXT 2.0, uh, you know, the revamp version, and being that Triple H has been out since his surgery due to that cardiac event uh, he had earlier this year. And he made a he made a pretty uh, a pretty good statement here about that situation, saying, quote, I started out doing two hours a day, three days a week. Now I'm doing about 23 hours a day, seven days a week. People out there thinking it's all Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard type of production. They just are the ones who gave us the direction of what it is they wanted from NXT going into the future. It is still all Team Hunter put in place doing it here. So guys, fear not. The godfather of triple of NXT of the black and gold is overseeing the operation. Mm -hmm. um, he is behind it. He's at home, probably sending orders to to Sean uh, to, to Sean Michaels, telling him what he needs to do for the next episode. But Sean Michaels doing all the legwork here in Orlando. Yeah, and I think that was uh, reported almost initially when this was going down that Bruce and Vince were going to be involved. It was going to be at a macro level, and I think that was what was initially reported. And I think people might have forgotten about that, that this was just going to be the overall direction of NXT was going to be overseed by those two uh, those two guys. And and day-to-day uh, -day micro operations, obviously, still with Triple H and Sean and, and Regal. If I don't know what, where Regal has been lately. I don't know if he's just staying behind the scenes or, mm -hmm. or what's going on there exactly, but uh, yeah. I mean, th that was what was originally reported. And I think just people forgot what was reported. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, text in here from a fan, good fan of the show, CRC, saying, glad to hear that Triple H's team is still running things. And hopefully Triple H uh, is getting better and able to come back. Yeah, I think, you know, some fans were hoping that he would make an appearance on War Games. Mm -hmm. I know some people made that widespread prediction, but that was in a report. I do think when he does appear on camera, it's going to be a really special thing and it should be maybe saved for something special. 
uh, for him to make some type of big announcement. Uh, I, I would, would not want to see Triple H again until they say, hey, we're going to take NXT on the road again. I do think that is something that's affecting NXT. It was something that you guys talked about when we did our War Games post-game show. Post-game, post-show. You can check it out. It's on the channel. Uh, that I, I, I like the I like the Performance Center. I like the Capital Wrestling Center. It's nice. It's more colorful. You know, the redo of it was special. It, it, I know some people don't like it and think it looks goofy, but to me, I think it's it's different. It looks very different from Raw and SmackDown. It plays to a smaller space, but uses a lot more lighting. Um, but I do think that the show needs to be on the road again, or at least in some cases, you know, if at they're going to be the major Royal events, Rumble, yeah, you know, we haven't heard anything about a, a an NXT, you know, takeover style special show the weekend of Royal Rumble. I understand why. Maybe spread them out, you know, do it in between, you know. Uh, and we do we do have a New Year's Evil show, which will be on television on January 4th. Uh, but I'm of the thought, you know, get this show in front of you don't have to run arenas. You could run 1500 seat theaters. You could do something different. You could run unique venues that you don't normally run. You could run rock clubs and do it for 1500 people and make it cool and different, you know, and run it at colleges you know, different stuff. You can try those things with NXT that you wouldn't want to try with a Raw or SmackDown. And if it doesn't do well, it's like, oh, we're trying it. This is all the developmental stuff, right? So, uh, I, I mean, we've heard that idea of WWE buying the venue and having like a secured venue someplace. That's always been a running idea. Um, that's something you would do with NXT. I do think you have to develop those things that aren't just wrestling, but just how we present shows, you know, and how, how are those shows different? How do they adapt? I do think some of that has to happen with NXT. It's been in the performance center a little bit too long you know it's let's take it out of the box let it walk yeah you know but the part of it is you got to have names that people want to go and see with it when you're developing all these new names that don't have that big marquee value you know it's harder to do that yeah and you you just need to start getting some fresh fans in there too i see i see a lot of people getting tired of some of these fans some of these fans trying to steal the show (laughs) with some idiotic chance and uh, i agree i i think uh i think they need to kind of they almost seem like they have the same people in there and uh a lot of people think that it's kind of ruining the show. It's like a little more snarkier than the full sale crowd used to be. You know, the full sale crowd was great. You know, I thought. But um, and the thing is the, that the full sale is like literally right down the road from the Jose. You Center. would know. You've been. You've so, been in there. So it's actually there. more than likely the same crowd that was at full sale, just amplified a little bit more. Uh, but I, I think that having them in front of a different crowd in different areas of the country would definitely work for NXT, especially. Mm-hmm for the main big events like this. Imagine this war games event at an arena or at a small venue where you could fit in 2000, 3000 people. Yeah. I mean, I saw, you know, just running shows, you know, in front of different fans, just just run the weekly television show. You can run the Hammerstein ballroom and sell it out. That'd be special. You know, I went to take over a couple of names on there from the main roster and do it as a different show and make it special. You know, those people that don't make the cut for WrestleMania, well, you're going to do the war game. You're, you're going to do our takeover of that show, too. You know, something special. They've utilized Roman Reigns now in house shows to, to sell tickets. Like, something like that. Do something yeah, I mean, special. Try it. Yeah, I mean, uh, whatever arena they were at, I was in Dallas and probably saw the best match I'll ever see in my life when uh, Shinsuke Nakamura took on Sami Zayn. I mean, that mm-hmm. was a smaller arena that they ran in Dallas with uh, – I remember FTR, I think, mm-hmm. took on America, American Out, Al- not American Alpha, but what, whoever they were before uh, with uh, G- uh, Jordan and Gable. Uh, you know, that was a hell of a card. And I it was, that like was a, American Alpha. That was it American? Yeah. yeah. And it's smaller, it's smaller. It was a smaller arena that they uh, I, I had never even heard of myself. And uh, it really worked. It was mm-hmm. a great atmosphere. 
yes, yeah, so let's get into this. Why are we getting this big, big match with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns on day one? Day one is a brand new show for WWE. Uh, they have not introduced a new kind of pay-per-view product in terms of a name and a billing and a concept in quite some time. And this is it. It is certainly a concept. It is on New Year's Day. It is on a Saturday. And it is positioned in Atlanta, Georgia, around a bowl game, a big college bowl game that will go down there. So uh, the idea is a bunch of fans are going to travel into this idea, this area, and we're going to be able to put on a big marquee event here with two huge names in Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, a rematch. This is a match that's headlined to WrestleMania before. It headlined the Crown Jewel event. So why are we going back to this? Why is this not held out for Royal Rumble, an event that's going to be running a couple of weeks later and is going to be in a stadium? So we've learned more about why this is happening from uh, Big Papa himself, Dave Meltzer, uh, the 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 prime wizard of wrestling observer. He has spoken Uncle on Dave. Uncle Dave. So uh, he says, basically, the idea is to make day one into a new big annual event. It is a Nick Khan concept. We'll talk more about Nick Khan. How about a Nick concept? Jeremy, Jeremy, getting pun. Jeremy gets that pun of the day. Uh, so yeah, the to make, make this like an annual event that means something and get it away from the holidays. You know, get it away from, get it right out of the holiday time but still pivot off of those times. Uh, it's worth noting that, you know, there's sometimes these, these holiday time shows, either do really well or really bad. There's no in between. Uh, so I think this is a pivot for them. I do think something needs to be bigger than Survivor Series. You know, we talk about those big four shows for WWE. Something needs to feel bigger before the Royal Rumble. Survivor Series didn't have that big consequential feeling to it. Day one already feels like a bigger show than Survivor Series, and it hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, and they're expecting to have day one every year now. Uh, you know, obviously it's a holiday; a lot of people have the day off as well. And plus, December has really not been great for pay per views. I mean, mm -hmm. you've had uh, you know it, it's some of the worst pay per views have happened in December. They tried to spruce that up with TLC in December, didn't quite work at, at times. But uh, so you know that that if, by doing this now, you know it's basically saying, hey. This is probably our sixth major now with our big four plus money in the bank. Mm -hmm. Kamar texting and said, I can't believe that I'm going to say this, but Brock will dethrone Roman Reigns at day one and win the universal championship. I mean, this is a big match, though they've done it a lot. A lot of people think they're going to do this again at WrestleMania, at least in some form or another. Mm -hmm. And there is talk of them doing this again past this time. Uh, but there's only so many times you can go to the well with Roman Reigns sneaks his way out of a big match. You've done it with him multiple times with multiple people. It's getting long in the tooth, but do you really you want to save this payoff for WrestleMania? I don't think this belt gets off him until WrestleMania. No, I agree. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so at all, man. Just because of the way how how he's been doing with his character, man. Just to mm -hmm. complete one eighty, he's been completely dominant for over a year and a half. This, I mean, Roman Reigns is at a, operating at a different level right now, and I think that the officials, the higher ups really are on on the roman train and they're just gonna they're just gonna keep that belt on him until wrestlemania i don't know if brock is gonna take it off of him but then if you do take it off of him with brock then who's gonna take it off of brock right they, they haven't they haven't built anybody up to take it off of roman and so that means they haven't taken exactly. haven't any yeah so i don't know you know i don't know what's gonna happen here um it'll be interesting uh, to see what they do they really i mean uh, you know, obviously you got Drew McIntyre who already took it off of Brock. So you, you don't want, mm -hmm. you don't really want to go down that road again and just repeat history. So, you know, they really got to start 
building people up. Sheamus obviously has been one of their more consistent guys over the past two years. Obviously, you got Cesaro had a little bit of a taste of the main event scene as well. Uh, Jeff Hardy is there. Hopefully, if he's still in you know good health, we don't know. You know, we don't really have an update of what happened there over the weekend. But he is also another guy that it basically gets the biggest pops out of anybody on that roster. So they got to really, uh, you know, they got to really focus on building people to be able to be believable bobby lashley bobby lashley will be a great guy to, to be able to yeah. dethrone but he's on raw we and, thought yeah we thought he was going to get drafted over yeah but the thing is that there has been no response from brock lesnar's side there's been plenty of noise on mvp's side and bobby lashley's side but mm. we don't even hear anything from brock lesnar's side if on any interest of working with bobby lashley we had that that story last year when Riddle was calling out Brock Lesnar all over social media and Brock Lesnar ended up responding to him and telling him that we are never working together. At least we heard something from that. We haven't heard anything. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley is definitely a marquee match. The fans want to see. We need to make that happen in order to make that story believable. Yeah. And, and plus, I mean, Brock wins that uh, universal title. He is not tied to a brand. He could take that title over to Raw, and they they could have a uh, they could have a match with with uh, Lashley and Lesnar for the Universal Title because he could go to either show, you know. And then maybe that makes La- a way a de facto way of moving Lashley over to the Blue Brand if they feel like they need to kind of add some more main event level power over there on that show. Uh, we will get to the super chat here in a minute. We always try to take care of the super chats. You are very, very good to the channel. Very thankful for that. Here, uh, we'll get to it in here, here in a minute. But let's close out with this big story. This is a bigger story. We almost could have opened the show with this, but we had a lot of news to cover here today. Uh, Dave Meltzer dropping another big story here. Once again, Nick Khan involved. And why do we have Vince McMahon on the screen? Because Dave Meltzer going on the record thinking that, for all indications of the sources he's speaking to, that if Vince McMahon was to step down. Nick Khan would be next in line to assume his role as chairman of WWE. It's very interesting. Nick Khan, very elusive. He's only done one or two uh, interviews on the record, most recently with Ariel Hawani a few months ago. Uh, revealed quite a bit. Uh, he certainly made a lot of different changes to WWE's business in terms of how they do even merchandising, how they do events, how they do touring. It's been a lot of adapting by WWE, and obviously a lot of that is an unfortunate part of the releases that WWE has seen themselves do here. Uh, but Nick Khan could take over WWE. He comes in with a big background. He has been an agent of many, many noteworthy stars in film, in, in production roles. He was a huge part of the creative agency, uh, the, the CAA, which is one of the biggest uh, creative agencies in the country. And also, the reason he's in this position, and I know so many people are angry that are fans, and they just hear his name, and they blame everything bad happening on him, right? It is, it's worth noting, he secured a billion-dollar deal for WWE. With Fox, he was. I mean, ever since he's become president, that was before profiting so much. Yeah, that was before he signed with the company. Before he was even with them, when he was signed, he's kind of like a third party to help mediate that deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, He brought them in a billion dollar deal. So, yeah, like I could. uh, Yeah, it's weird to hear this though, because uh, obviously he's good on the corporate side of things, but he has never really had a background in wrestling. So it's weird to say that he will take over for Vince when Vince steps down. It's just kind of weird to see that. And because again, this ben- is a thing that's speculation from Dave, you know, because this yeah. is something that he's, you know, saying out there that it's probably going to be him. It's a board of directors thing. But at the end of the day, doesn't Vince have the last call on it? You'd think sure. so. You know, uh, and there's a lot of people think of 
Vince is a guy who won't leave the company until he leaves this earth. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Probably. Yeah. So it's worth noting here. Uh, it would be a huge thing. I know a lot of people think, oh, WWE's going to, they're getting sold because they were let all this talent go. They were getting gold because they, and they made all these because changes. Because I heard they were getting sold to Disney. WWE's being sold to Disney. And it's all just speculation. You know, it's just and, weird. And, and, You'd figure it, it would go to someone with a wrestling pedigree uh, when Vince steps down. But I don't think they're just going to sell this company and then everyone who has a wrestling background is going to be you know, out of the picture. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case. That's, that's That isn't happening anywhere else. Now, do you have the problem that WCW had when they were owned by a major media company that wanted to override and micromanage everything they do? And they put in several times before Eric Bischoff was the head of the company. They put in guys who were the head of Pizza Hut and the guys who were head of like all these different retail companies that didn't have any business being involved in a wrestling company, let alone having an influence on what happens yeah. on the screen. Um, but it's it, worth noting, we, we haven't heard about Nick Khan influencing anything on the screen besides changes he does structurally accompany it that eventually will make their way onto the screen and, and presentation. But he's not involved in creative as far as we know. Yeah, and I guess when you look at it, I mean, Tony Khan really didn't have that pedigree either, but he was really a student of pro wrestling ahead of that, though. So he did have a lot of knowledge. What's this? Nick Khan seemingly knows what so, he's doing if yeah. he's selling a billion-dollar deal on it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It, it's just weird to see him replacing Vince as, like, the man making decisions when when he doesn't have that wrestling background. But maybe, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I take this story with a grain of salt just because, you know, it's it's Nick Khan, it's it's hearsay, it's probably, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm of the belief that Vince McMahon will stay with the company until his last dying breath. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Yes. As as he as he just leaves his mortal coil, he will write down, all right, here's a finisher mania. <laughs> you know, no, 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 his last dying breath, he was like, Come Stephanie, Shay, come here, come here, come here. Plans change, pal. My life was such good shit. (laughs) (laughs) My life rules. Your life sucks. And now I die. Now I die. (laughs) Yeah. Give him a Viking Uh, funeral. All the pyro. All the pyro, man. For sure. Tim Tim uh, Hardy on Facebook saying here, you don't need a wrestling background to run an entertainment company. Good, good point. Good point. Yeah. It's it's 100% true. You know, and everyone gets mad about it, and they're just a wrestling period. Guess what? <laughs> Mania is still going to be in a football stadium, everybody. Like, they're still going to have millions of people watching them. You know, like, this isn't going to change tomorrow. Like, there's still going to be WWE with this. Uh, let's get into this. Victor Nash, what are your thoughts on MLW set to debut Lucha Underground Spiritual? This is a uh, MLW Azteca. Uh, which will involve the main general manager character that you saw on Lucha Underground. Dario Cueto. Yes, Dario Cueto, who was a, a soap opera actor. He was, he was, mm-hmm. a, love yeah. it. He was in I telenovelas. He was the tremendous. Lucha was the best because it was literally a telenovela wrestling <laughs> show. They yes. got the, the close, the, 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 the real close ups on the eyes looking at each other. Maria Fernando. You know, yeah. I loved it so good. Dario was so good as the El Jefe of of that. But yes. that was so, it was so good. Uh, unfortunately, they just I guess ran out of money or whatever. So uh, they were also the show on El Rey Network was really really small. Yeah. I don't even think that's a network anymore. Nope. Um, it was like, it didn't have the distribution. El Rey, I think I had it was the Telemundo thing through NBC Universal. I don't think it's even available anymore. I think yeah. El Rey, El Rey is not a standalone network anymore, but I think they have a channel like on Pluto 
or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. But that's not, you know, yeah. that's not proper distribution. No. That's fine. You know, it's good if you want to be a smaller company. But this was a big budget operation. It was filmed like a TV show in seasons, right? You had a lot of talent that went through there. Rey Mysterio was there for a while. Chavo Guerrero. Ricochet was there as Prince Puma before he went to WWE. People died. Yeah, yeah. You, Johnny you had, Yeah, people yeah, died. Killed, they killed people. Yeah, you had a ton of people. And there was a bunch of great stuff that they did. But, you know, you also them signing those nasty deals where we're going to own your name for like 10 years or all these different things. Yeah. And um, there's stuff I think they did that was just too early in terms of trying to get a deal with Netflix, you know, and trying to get a deal. With, Netflix wasn't ready for wrestling. Once Netflix is ready for wrestling... Oh boy! <laughs> you know, like the, the, the well, real... I mean, they did they did carry the first three seasons of, of yeah, the but like three years after it was already on television. You know, like it wasn't like a, they didn't get the big splash they needed from it. Uh, and so it's worth noting that the show just never got distributed the way it was. Now, to, for MLW to do this, set to debut this show, this is the pivot that MLW has. I know a lot of people say I know about it and they have this, but I'm not watching it. Right? I'm just going to watch my AEW. I'm just going to follow WWE, and if they have something, it'll catch me. Uh, when I talk to younger uh, Latin American fans, specifically here in Chicago, where MLW is run, they run crowds of nearly 2,500 people. And they do it in a massively uh, Mexican-American neighborhood and draw very, very well. 2,500 people. They used to run Fusion down here in Orlando, too. I, and that's not I a small room. That's not no. a small room, you know? Uh, and they pivoted during the pandemic and they did all those different things. And you have a WWE vet and Court Bauer running it. And you have a lot of people involved in it that worked at WWE behind the scenes. You have talent that WWE wants. WWE nearly wanted to do a, a you know, a trade, a, a talent exchange with them. They did. That didn't work out. Uh, they just wrapped up one with New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're going to do one with All Japan. They have different deals in Mexico now with the crash. Now they're going to do this show that's even more Mexican-American. You know, of the companies outside, uh, you could almost say they have a better international presence than Impact does. Impact has television deals. Uh, but you have a show now that's been in Spanish and be in sports and Espanol uh, from the get-go and has a you know, very heavy, heavy presence with uh, the Mexican-American audience. MLW is smart. That is their pivot. Corp Bauer has gone on the record for saying it. It is smart what he's doing. It makes them different. It gives them a different path to a different audience. Uh, and, you know, a, uh, AEW has Spanish commentary, but what is their presence in, in the Latin American market in terms of just doing something that super serves that market? They don't do that. They have Spanish commentary. That's about it. You know, like they, they, they have the Lucha Brothers, but, you know, they don't treat them like a main event act. You have main event acts. In, in, in this company, in MLW, you know, they have a lot of diverse talent that are their top, top guys. And they have a different product that comes off like an ECW with a little bit more of an international flair. And this is, I think, going to be something different. They say this is much more akin to the Lucha Underground style. It will be a standalone series. It'll have a beginning and an ending. So that's different for wrestling, too. You know, so you have something you could binge if they want to go that route. I think that's a different route for them to go. Uh, and and maybe get that onto a streaming platform a lot quicker than maybe uh, maybe what happened with basically do what well, Lucha Underground was supposed to do. Well, it's gonna part. be a it's gonna be a mini series that's gonna air on it's gonna be air, aired on YouTube and Fight, so it's gonna be available to anybody that even doesn't get be in sports. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll air on be in sports as well. Uh, no no word on how long the mini series is gonna be, how long it's gonna be, but they are gonna film in Mexico uh, and have uh, a lot of the popular. Uh, wrestlers um from there now you're not you're not going to see a lot of names i don't think 
uh, from the original un, uh, Lucha Underground of the names I've heard. Obviously, Milmortes is is in MLW, but also it sounds like Aerostar will be a part of it. Uh, outside of that, it's going to be more uh, guys that were not involved in the past, like a Psycho Probably Clown. Triple A. Yeah, Probably Psycho. Triple A. Yeah, they said, uh, Psycho, he just came back. Yeah, uh, they said Psycho Clan is going to be a part of it. Pagano is going to be a part of it. Um, so it's going to be pretty cool because they're actually filming it in Mexico. That's awesome. Guys, we have some break, breaking news. Breaking news! What's the breaking news? WWE has formed a partnership with two different entities which have found their ways into the waistband of maybe all three of us here. Waistband. They are teaming with Grubhub and White Castle restaurants for three special meal bundles. Okay? Two superstar why are, bundles. Why are, we t- why are we talking about this? I'm just getting I hungry. I don't have Our, White Castle here. Uh, you you gotta live, brother. We All just right? we just got a White Castle, and it's like thirty five minutes west from here. If you're drunk at one a.m., you're eating. We White got Castle. a Crystals, which is the wish version of White yes. Castle. No, if I'm <laughs> drunk at one a.m., I'm eating a De Leon's burrito. Ugh, <laughs> oh, this is a gas station food. What are you doing? To no, yourself, that's Jeremy? a Mexican restaurant, dude. I'm teasing you. Uh, the two special superstar bundles of all the people that would get like something named after them in a fast food deal, right? It wouldn't be these superstars, but I'm happy for them. There is a Dolph Ziggler bundle and a Natalia bundle. The Natalia bundle includes impossible sliders, an order of cheese sticks, and a small Coke Zero zero Sugar. The 1166 Dolph Ziggler meal includes bacon cheese sliders, chicken rings, medium Fanta Crave Party Punch. All right. They have a $30, 33, $0.30, 30 Crave case. Ten original sliders, ten American, ten jalapeno. Oh um, man! Fans can use the promo code WW White Castle at Grubhub on their orders of fifteen dollars plus fifteen dollars gift gift uh, discount at WWShop.com. This is pretty cool. Silly stuff. So you know they're going to be keeping. I find it hilarious. I find it hilarious that Natalia signed up for this bundle deal to get you know that, that those marketing dollars when she probably doesn't even eat any of that type of crap, much less Dolph. <laughs> Maybe the Coke Zero Sugar. Maybe the Coke Zero. Maybe the Coke Zero is Water Plus, bro. Coke Zero is just nothing but Water Plus. But but Dolph Ziggler nor Natalia eats that type of shit on a daily basis. So um, I don't know, man. It's 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 funny. It's a hilarious story. (laughs) Uh, I did want to. Ouch. Man, I so I did want to jump into uh, uh, to this. uh, story really quick before we head out apparently uh mayweather is in the in the news again and uh Floyd Canelo, mayweather the biggest the, the most paid athlete in all of athletics right a box office pay-per-view attraction who says he's done with boxing but seemingly comes back for these these exhibition fights right uh well, yeah that, so that is a boxing so uh, so he he recently came out and, and had some uh something serious to say regarding canelo now canelo middleweight boxer, one of the undisputed champions of the world right now. He uh, he had a fight with Mayweather years ago. Lost his only defeat was that one fight. Well, today he was asked uh, about that, and I wanted to kind of play it to kind of get your guys' take, and it's only a 20-second clip, but I wanted to get your guys' take on it and see what you guys think and see if we're going to get another rematch on this because I saw the comment in the comment section, and I wanted to get your guys' take. So let me bring up the the, the video really quick. And then you guys tell me. Mm-hmm. So bring that up. 
I'm waiting to see when they Floyd Mayweather does some more wrestling stuff, man. He, he would be in the business. It wouldn't be cheap. It wouldn't be cheap at all. At all. Not at all. Not at all. All right. All right. There is money Mayweather. You want to turn that up? That's what I'm, I'm trying to do right now. It's all the way up, but it looks like the audio's low. Let's uh, let's try it one more time. What's he saying here, Jose? Uh, so you're saying that he can pick and choose a fight. Hold on. Mm-hmm. So he's basically talking about that that he's nothing right now, and that he cooked him and and at forty put him in, at forty years old that mm-hmm. he's nothing. So this is, I mean, the guy is undefeated, has the best record in boxing, and he's out here talking crap about the undisputed middleweight champion of the world. After he defeated him, right now Canelo's like Roman Reigns; he's operating at a different level. And he's much more of a better fighter than he was when he even fought Mayweather. And at the time, he was one of the best fighters in the world. Absolutely. So, uh, and Mayweather went the and Canelo went the distance with him, right? He he didn't get he didn't get his ass. No, he got he went yeah he went he went all the way to all twelve rounds, bro. You know, so for for me, it's just uh, it's just talk, you know. And for him, for Mayweather, it's how much of this can I? Is it worth me rolling another? You know. $40 $40 million price tag on because he's going to make more money than, than anyone he fights in any fight that he's in. If he does another fight, he makes the most money because you're getting his name and he's the draw, right? And people are paying to see if he loses a fight. You know, now there's some people I talk to in boxing. I know this is a little bit out of there. It's almost like with Roman Reigns, there's no way he leaves WWE. If, if the talk is that he leaves WWE now for Hollywood, there's no way he leaves because it's wrestling choreographed, right? There's no way he leaves without doing right by the business and putting somebody over on the outside boxing. Mayweather doesn't owe that to anyone. You know, he will fight. He will fight to be the best of all time. Arguably he is all right. In terms of his sport, he has undefeated uh, in a professional record that is untarnished. You know, he has never lost a single fight. So every fight he gets in, if it's a legitimate contender now, you know, he saw he did this fight with Jake Paul. It was a joke, right? It was a joke Logan, of a fight. Logan, his brother, his brother. Whatever. One of, one of, one of those guys, right? <laughs> one, of those, jack- one of them jackasses. Yeah, one, one of those guys, right? Um, they should be in WWE before they should be in boxing. Uh, but so one of those guys. And then he did, you know, the exhibition fight overseas with a kickboxer, right? And just clown the guy for four rounds in an exhibition, right? He's doing these fights where he's clearly going to make money. He's having fun, but there's no threat to him. You know, there's no threat mm-hmm. with it. The the fight with with the Paul brother was was not a legitimate fight. It was an exhibition. No. You know, we we already debated about this earlier. Where, where they was it? Don't knock him out. You know, there's already been the clip of him obviously catching him with one and holding him up to keep the yeah. fight going. Right. Yeah. So, if I'm Mayweather, go do something fun in WWE. Make a big price tag. You know. Buy something. Be yeah, a promoter. Yeah. Go go be a part of the business. If you're going to do these fights and you don't want to tarnish your record, don't do BS fights that make you look delegitimize your record. It's like, all right, well, you know, I have these little blemishes and stuff like that. Do yeah. something fun. Get in entertainment. You have all this money. Do something there, with it. There's going to be a time soon where people get tired of these things because, uh, you know, those people that paid 50 for that that uh, Holyfield debacle, you know, they're probably a lot of those people probably aren't going to come back to a Triller event because because of that crap. So there's going to be a, a, a there's going to be a time very soon that people are probably not going to pay for these type of fights. Mm-hmm. 
It'll probably yeah. be more more uh, more worth uh, Mayweather's while to be to do something again with the WWE. It's been over ten years. He should do something yeah. again. He'll definitely yeah. own the Hall of Fame at some point. You know, when they do the celebrity induction or something. Oh like that. yeah, they'll put him in there. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, and then some people saying he'll never do something like that. A uh, lot to talk about this weekend. We have Ring of Honor Final Battle, which is going to be interesting. That could be their big send off before they make a reboot and they return the brand. Lot to follow, and we'll have it all at sportskeeda.com. If you haven't done it, download the app already every Monday night on our YouTube, on our Facebook, and our podcast feed. Vince Russo with this afternoon Monday Night Raw. You had a lot to say about this week's Monday Night Raw. Uh, whether or not you agree with it, you can get the take from him. He used to run, write Monday at Raw and Nitro, so you get his take. Somebody used to write a lot of WWE television and Impact television is Dutch Mantel. He joins us every Friday night after SmackDown and Rampage. Rampage getting whooped in the ratings recently. A very, very <laughs> uh, worrisome number for them, but not worrisome in the long run, just worrisome in the short zone there. Uh, so we'll follow all those different things, all those stories, and much, much more, and deep dives, and top fives, and so much more sportskeeda.com uh, i'll be on the road gentlemen december 17th i'll be in wawatosa at the stockhouse brewing uh, company and then uh, on the 18th i will be up in eden wisconsin at two first pub and grill doing stand-up comedy see the clip right now on my twitter go ahead and watch it i defend wrestling against the f word plug 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 boys plug <laughs> uh guys go ahead and give me a follow real quick on social media on my instagram and on twitter <clears throat> i was ag official Follow my show, Weekends of Wrestling, every Thursday night, 8 p.m., Facebook and on YouTube. And also, you can follow me every single day here on the Top Story and on the News Roundup on YouTube. Oh, we got lost in the mid-card. I've been on about a month-long hiatus, but I think we're going to be coming back this week. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, make sure you follow us on the podcasting apps. Uh, find that new feed. Make sure you select the new feed. I would really like to get more people on the YouTube channel as well because we do a video version of the podcast, and uh, we might be doing some more live shows or uh, some more fun stuff here on the video version. So uh, make sure you head over to YouTube and search for Lost in the Mid-Card. Uh, we, uh, if we do record this week, we'll be coming at you with a, uh, that episode should drop early evening on thursday coming at you live mm -hmm. all right guys thank you so much for supporting the show remember when watching wrestling do the when most watching. important thing when watching it please watching. Please, oh, please 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 enjoy wrestling i'm going to i'm going to eat my wheat ends while i am enjoying wrestling yeah i'll whip you into shape and then have some cool whip We'll see you yeah. on Wednesday.